Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a global original podcast. I'm Al, that's JK, and this is the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. Coming up on today's show, we are going to be... Oh, we're joined by JB Gill. <laughs> yes, we're going to be talking about fussy eating with JB Gill from JLS. What a legend. Also, he's uh, he's the guy from the farm, so if you watch him from the farm... Basically, if you're older than me, you will know him from JLS... If you are younger than me, you'll know him from the farm. Um, anyway, so we've got we've got that coming up, and then we're also going to be talking about uh, because food is the theme. We're going to be talking about the five worst foods for our kids, according uh, to dads. According to dads, yeah, not according yeah. to kids. According to dads. According to dads. Uh, and JK, have you got any tech? Shh, no, I haven't. So you can tell your mum as much as you like. <laughs> Yeah, tell your mum nothing. Tell anyway, mom, all yeah. that and more coming up on today's episode. On this week's episode, sorry, on this week's episode of Don't Tell Your Mum. What a shocking introduction. Well, that's probably because <laughs> you're still hungover from 46 weeks ago when you had a, a bit of an all-nighter. Now, I, I saw this on your socials. So when, when did you go out? When was it? Right, here's the context. It was Jen's birthday last Wednesday. Happy birthday, Jen. So, happy birthday. Shout out. What did you get? Uh, shout out to my wife. I got her tickets to go and see Gary Barlow. Okay, yeah, she's a big Take That fan. She would have preferred Mark Owen, but hey, he's not on tour at the minute. He's not doing anything. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He could, he could just about sell out a pub. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of those pubs in, 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 in an old village that's got um, a man sat at the bar with a flat cap and some yeah. change on the bar and a whipping. Yeah, I can just I can picture like like a chalkboard out the front going tonight's special guest Mark Owen <laughs> from Take That. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Get down, um, Get down. Also, Jen follows him on Instagram, obviously, but. If you follow him on Instagram, he's a bit of a train wreck. I'm sure he's a lovely guy, but he's a bit of a train wreck at the moment. Like, there's some weird stuff going on there. I th- I'm sure I told the story where he was basically doing this monologue in his car and his dog was in the back but turned around the other way. So whilst he was talking really serious to camera, he had a dog's asshole like <laughs> right next to his head. It was the weirdest video because you could just see like, this tail up in the air and this great big asshole right next to his head whilst he was trying to be all serious. Anyway, um, so I got that. Uh, I got her some shoes, some trainers. I got her a jumper and I got her. Oh, and then I set, I sort of um, arranged for her and a couple of mates to go to uh, go for brunch. And whilst they were there, I rung up. Well, actually, I stood outside and I called the maitre d' over. And I said, can I pay for that table? So I paid for them all to go for lunch. Which is oh, that's lovely. And this and is where the we story starts. The <laughs> yeah. And then we went out in the evening. It was the first time like we like were going out out. Um well, since lockdown really. And it was nice, but at twelve thirty when we were booted out of the pub, like that's when we should have just stopped. Nothing interesting happens after midnight. That's what I, that's what someone used to say to me 
don't get me wrong, I totally disagree. All the greatest things that happened to me were definitely after midnight, <laughs> without yes. doubt. So yeah, definitely. Tw- 12.30, so where did you go from there? Well, what's weird is that some, one of our friends is also our accountant. What a night out that was. <laughs> yeah, and his quick, wife... Quick, someone get a calculator, look at this, I can do boobies <laughs> upside down. <laughs> um, but he's, really, he's a really cool guy, actually, I get on really well with him. But he, um, his wife went home because she had to get... She was doing the early shift with the kids, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'll go back to theirs for a bit. So we came back, well, you know, we've made that bar in the back. Yeah. So we basically went to the bar, and... Another guy we're with, not the accountant, drank almost an entire bottle of gin. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, he was Australian, so I kind of thought, nah, he's fine. He's fine. Um, and then the accountant started on Guinness uh, at about half past two. Like, it's a big problem if you start drinking Guinness <laughs> at half past two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Um, But by then, I, oh, I don't know, I was kind of settling down a bit by then. Anyway, 3.30, they were left. And and then, you know, obviously I was up fairly early. And I don't think I was hungover. If you say I, I, was, I was tired, tired. no, it's one, of my, it's one of my frustrations. If you have been out the night before and had a heavy one and you wake up the next morning after little sleep, y- yes, you are tired, but you're hungover. Don't don't I, I've I've had I've had exes that have tried to pull that one on me. Oh, I can't do that thing today. I can't. We can't do this today. We can't go and see that. I'm I'm so, I'm just too. I'm so tired. No, you're hungover. And I said this at <laughs> half past two last night before you went to bed. Yeah, I really I really hate it as well. Like I know I don't get hungover very often at all because I don't. You know, when I forget out drinking, I'll have three or four pints, and I'll just sort yeah. of stop. So and and the reason is is because I just hate feeling like that the next day. Yeah. I just hate it. I just think it's a waste of a day. I, it, I just hate it. When, so, but, but this is now we're dads. That that thing happened. When did that happen as well? Because there was a time where we'd go, yeah, let's get wrecked. We're going to be hungover tomorrow. It's fine. We'll have an egg sandwich. We'll have a fry up. We'll have a full fat coke. We'll have a couple of paracetamol, a couple of Nurofen, and we'll be absolutely sorted. When did that change? Obviously, when you became a dad. But was it because, like for me now, the thought of being massively hungover and Luna waking up at 5am for me to have to get up, go downstairs and put an episode of Peppa Pig on whilst I'm hungover and had like one hour sleep. Pretty, I think I prefer to die. <laughs> I mean, that's extreme. It but... is extreme, but... <laughs> but I know what you mean. I agree. I never really got wrecked, uh, wrecked before I had kids. Oh, no, so, you didn't. We've had this conversation. I don't, I don't really know what it's like to have a weekend with no responsibility <laughs> where you can just spend all day in bed. Oh, mate, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, it sounds I mean, great. I, 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 I think we took it for granted. I wish I would have had more fun back then. Now, know yeah. what I know now. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so like, I, you know, so I don't know, but I wasn't too bad. Like I managed to sort of gap and sort of head out. We played football in the yard. The morning was pretty rough, but the, re- the rest of the day was fine. Three o'clock. Um, Three o'clock's the magical time that hangovers disappear. Doesn't matter what yeah. time you went to bed, what time you got in. Three o'clock. After three, yeah. something magically happens and the hangover starts to deteriorate. Deteriorate. The... There's also a cafe up the road from us that does like, it's not Greasy Spoon, but it does like a full English and everyone raves about it. I've never been. And I did think, oh, that's the morning I should go. But 
I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to it. Couldn't do it. <laughs> I wasn't sick it. as well. That's also a measure. I wasn't sick. Should have got a pint down you. That does usually work. Well, that's Jen's that's what Jen does. If if she's hungover, she'll have a beer. I'm yeah. like, I never want to see or smell <laughs> any kind of alcohol for the next at least seventy-two hours. And now currently the uh, the what was the bar in uh, Owl's Garden is now a yoga retreat. <laughs> I'll tell you what's really nice, actually. It's really nice having that space. Now, you're, you've obviously got this um, studio at the bottom of your garden that both you and Charlie work from. No, Charlie works However, from. However... No, I, I, get, I, get sure. I get it for one hour a week now, and that's when we do this. Yeah, yeah. Or, or after 10 p.m. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't get it any other time. Yeah, yeah, which is not that appealing. No. But I do think that you should convert it, just sack off the studio and convert it to a bar. It's well, really got, really nice having a space. Well, that does mean that we'd have to stop this podcast, so it's quite tempting. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it, hang on about it. No, no, it doesn't. It means that we'll just record the podcast in a bar. Well, true, true. But I think uh, Charlie's clients that, uh, that come here for their hypnotherapy and, uh, mm. you know, their hip... hip well... Yeah, you, you know what you know what the best therapy is. No, it's not alcohol. Alcohol. No, <laughs> that is an absolute no. He is joking. Yeah, no, before we get that's, many that's complaints, definitely not true. that's definitely not true. Actually, from last week, like, so from Monday this week, I've now been on a health kick. Haven't touched alcohol. I've got. I've increased my sessions at the gym, uh, doing workouts this week by two. So I'm basically doing six weeks where I'm only going to have a couple of beers at the weekend, nothing more than that, um, and then I'm going to smash the exercise. I'm on a little bit of a cut down diet. I'm, I'm good to go. Six weeks time, I'm going to be a new man. Time of recording this Thursday, the seventeenth of June, twenty twenty one. What is happening on Friday, the eighteenth of June, twenty twenty one, at eight pm? Football. Yeah. So England you, match. So you're not going to be having a beer then, no? Nope. Shut up. And, I, and, and Jen's like, Jen's like, oh, you haven't invited anyone around to watch the game. I was I'm, like, no, Jen. I'm now. invite someone around. No, I'm going to message Jen now and just I want keep an eye on him. I want to know if he oh, drinks. Wait, hang on. I just said I might have a couple of drinks at the weekend. Yeah, but that, that's Saturday. The weekend is Saturday and Sunday. No, 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 no. Friday is not the weekend. The weekend is the Saturday and the Sunday. The Friday is the pre-kend. Okay, what if I don't drink on the Saturday and I have it on the Friday instead? So you answer, you're answering all your questions. You just, you got no I mean, hope, I probably right? wouldn't. You've got no hope. <laughs> no <laughs> hope. Honest, I probably won't. Like, I'm not <laughs> like, like, no, I, I will be watching, but I'm not like... Yeah, yeah whatever, you know. whatever. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm bored of talking to you now. Should we talk to J... Well, you can talk to JB Gill. Yeah, he's much more interesting than me anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm only joking, mate. Uh, so what happened then? How did you get hold of JB Gill from uh, JLS fame and the farm fame on Channel 5? I just sent him a text, didn't I? Oh, did you? Is he in your phone? Yeah, there's a pal. Oh, who else is in your phone that I don't know about? Is Aston in there? Nope. i got Joe Wicks in my phone. I've oh, got yeah. David James. Basically, all the guests that we've had on the podcast I've got in my phone. They're in their phone. <laughs> right, so uh, we're going to speak to JB Gill next. And what are we talking to him about? We're talking about fussy eating. So obviously he does all the farm stuff. He grows his own stuff. But he's got two young children. One ate brilliantly. One was hellish, is hellish to feed. Um, but he's got some great techniques. And he's, teamed, he's, he's working on a campaign. He'll tell you more about it. Um, but he's working on a campaign with someone about like increasing healthy eating. And there's a challenge to increase more veg and all this kind of stuff. So it's really interesting. Some really good tips. If you've got a fussy eater, listen to this. Actually, if you haven't got a fussy eater, still listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just realised, don't turn off. Keep listening.
So welcome back to the Don't Tell Your Mum podcast. And um, we're, we're absolutely thrilled to be joined by JB Gill from, is it Gill or Jill? Gill, yes. Gil, yeah, right. okay, I did get that right. Okay, good stuff. <laughs> I thought that, that's not going to be a good start, but I, I nailed it. We're fine. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Um, it's great that you um, have given up a little bit of time, especially because you're going to talk to us about fussy eaters. <laughs> yes. Which I know for many of our listeners and many parents, um, wherever they are in the world, fussy eating is a challenge for parents everywhere. So, I mean, why don't you just share, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, but also kind of lead, like share kind of why fussy eating is something that's high on your agenda of expertise. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think, as you say, with, with many parents, it's really important, obviously, as parents that you nourish your children, you know, that's kind of the, the primary role that we all have. Um, and as with many parents, you know, each child is very, very different. So I've got one of each. I've got a son who's six. I've got a daughter who's two. Um, and my son, you know, for want of a better term, was brilliant really good with food, eats a whole variety of food. You know, I can make muscles and he'll have muscles of chips in me. And, you know, we, he'll eat olives and all sorts of different food, fish. You know, he'll go into the fridge, he'll pick up, you know, carrots and cucumber and f- all kinds of fruit. And he's more than happy to to have that as part or as a snack or as part of his, you know, part of a, a main meal, whatever time of day that is. With and my he daughter, lured you in. Yeah, he lured you into a full sense of security. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I I just thought, you know, it's fine. As long as you, you know, you introduce him to a broad range of foods, you, it's all good, you know, it'll be fine. And of course, as with my, most parents who have, you know, more than one child, you, you know, you do similar, if not the same as what you did with your first, you know? So again, introduce my daughter to lots of different types of food when she's a baby, weaning, all that sort of stuff, you know, trying on different fruits, vegetables and stuff. But she is completely opposite. She just not here for any fruits, um, I mean, if you're lucky, you get a strawberry into her, but that's probably about it. Um, she's not here for any grapes. Like, grapes is just like the, the, the quintessential kid snack. You know, most kids will eat a grape if they won't eat anything else. Not here for it. <laughs> Banana, apple, pear, it doesn't really make a difference. She does quite, you know, does quite like um, pouches. And actually, you now I've been doing a partnership with Organics and I'm not just saying this because I've done a partnership with them, but Organics have been a savior in our house because to be honest, I don't know whether, I, you know, I don't know how we'd get any sort of fruit or veg or anything into her if it wasn't for that or a pasta sauce. So, um, you know, fussy eating is definitely something that's, you know, high on our agenda in our house. And, um, you know, there are lots of different tactics. Um, and one of the things I've learned actually um, which I suppose I was guilty of in the past. Um, and it might be interesting for, for, you know, for lots of people who are listening and going through a similar thing. Um, through that organics campaign, which is called Good For Me, Good For Planet, or sorry, Good For Planet, Good For Me, um, I've learned that a, a good time to introduce foods or new foods is actually not at dinner time or not at meal times, but actually throughout the day. So at a time where it's more literally an introduction, so you're not expecting yeah. them necessarily to eat it, but you're talking to them about it, you know, and, and you know, as an example, a, a great way to do that is when you're shopping or even cooking. Now, if you go shopping and you say, oh, look at what's this, even if you're not going to, I don't know, buy a asparagus or whatever, at least, you know, when you introduce it to people, when children see it, they make a connection with it. And so they're a lot more familiar when you try and put it on their plates and expect them to eat it than if they've never seen it before. And it's a bit like anything. If we go, you know, I'm, I'm Caribbean. So I know lots of friends of mine who aren't, you know, particularly familiar with that culture or, or with that food. And you put 
oxtail or something in front of them and they're like, what on earth is that? No way I'm eating it. But it's the same with children. If a child hasn't seen something, you know, and isn't familiar with it, the likelihood is they're not going to feel that comfortable eating it and trying it for the first time. So uh, That's a really good point, actually. I mean, when you think about it, like, obviously, like you said at the start, as parents, one of our main goals is to get food into our children so they can grow and develop and live and whatever else. If there's a lot of pressure at dinner time to, to do that, we shouldn't yeah. be like dabbling with it. We shouldn't be kind of thinking, hey, let's introduce this uh, this oxtail for dinner. <laughs> like that's not the time to experiment. That's the time to get the job done. Experiment yeah. other times. That's actually a really good point. I've never thought yeah. about it. No, absolutely. Um, you know, and so, of course, it, you know, it's it, especially when they're young as well, you know, it, it very much is a case of trial and error, you know, and I think that is one of the things that frustrates parents as much as anything else, you know, and it's frustrated me in the past because, you know, you prepare a meal and you've got to be fully prepared for that meal to be, re- you know, rejected. And that's difficult, especially when you're in a busy household, you've got lots going on, when you've had a bad day, perhaps yourself at work or wherever, the kids have had a bad day at school, maybe, you know, whatever it is that's going on, you like you say, you want to be able to bank on that, that meal. Yeah. And that's not always the case. But again, one of the key pieces of research that Organics took out was that children actually take 10 to 15 times of saying no before they're perhaps prepared to say yes. Yeah. Does and that often, work with everything or just food? <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't vouch for everything else. <laughs> Otherwise, but, I might try every, every in every other situation. Go to bed. No. Go to bed. No. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I think the jury's still out, that's for sure. Um, but it's interesting. You know, for me, that's really, really interesting. It's something that, as I say, I've been guilty of, you know, myself in the past because you just think, oh, do you know what? He said he doesn't like peas, so, you know, 10 you know five times feels like a lot do you know what i mean you don't particularly want to be doing that 15 times in a week and you know throwing a whole load of peas away or whatever or the kids wasting a whole load of peas because especially if you live in my household you know we try and be as resourceful as possible you know and lots of you know people lots of parents these days you know want to think about wastage and food waste and you know the, the impact that all that sort of stuff has on their, their environment so you don't really want to be doing that but you know, perseverance ultimately is the key word there, you know, and it is key. It really does make a difference. And I think I've noticed that with my son, you know, the, the, the few things that he doesn't eat or isn't that keen on since he's been going to school and seen other other kids doing it, or obviously it's been introduced at lunchtime and there's not been as much choice. He comes home and he's like, all of a sudden, oh yeah, no, I do like peas, dad. Or, you know, I do yeah. like mashed potato or whatever it is, yeah. you know. My best um, name. And I just want to be like it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, and, and a lot of it's just down to taste, you know, we just like myself or yourself, you know, and, and every individual, you know, there are things you like, the things you don't like, simple as that. But ultimately, you know, the great thing and, you know, what I love about this, this organics campaign is, you know, that the ultimate goal is to get an extra piece of fruit or veg into our children and hopefully you know starting that conversation starting you know that connection with our food or with our children's food you know will will stand them in great stead as they get older um and as they develop their own tastes yeah definitely and i think also like link i guess it's linked to perseverance but also patience has certainly been something in our house that we've really uh had to use so for, so for example my son he's my son he's six and a half seven in a few months time he's never at sausages he's tried them just but never liked them and never just not interested and that's any kind of sausage we've tried vegan sausages vegetarian sausage 
pork sausages. We tried it all. Um, and and he just never bothered, you know, never been fussed. And then actually all of a sudden in the last month, suddenly now he wants to eat sausages. And yeah. it's just it's just that patience. I think sometimes as parents, we can be very in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's it's helpful for someone at some point to kind of go, look, this is this is a moment. There's a long way, you're, you know, you're running a marathon, you're not doing a sprint, like just be yeah. patient and, you know, at some point they'll start eating sausages. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's a really key point because I think ultimately, um, you know, everything, it, it, everything, in fact, you know, like you mentioned there, it's not just about food, but especially with food, it, you know, often there are phases that they go through, you know, and obviously their, their palates develop, their tastes develop. Um, you know, there are a lot of things that change, you know, from zero, yeah. you know, right the way through to even, you know, 10, 10 years old. Um, and as you say, patience, I think is really, really key. And, you know, often, you know, bribing does seem sometimes seem like a, a good tactic. You know, I hold my hands up. I've been there, done that as well. Um, but, it, you know, ultimately what we want is for, for children's choices to be, I want to have that rather than a case of if I get this, then I'll have that. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I think that, you know, having that attitude towards it, um, that, you know, actually I want to, tr- I want to have, that, I want to try that um, is much healthier than saying, well, I'll only have that if I'm going to get something, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely right. Like, especially the temptation of pudding, like pudding's the easy one, isn't yeah. it? You're not, you're not getting pudding until you've ate your peas or whatever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, if, if, if someone's listening to this and they've got kids, so JK, my co-host, who's not able to make this because he's sunning himself on the Kent coast somewhere. Um, <laughs> he, uh, his son ate nothing except for beige colored foods for a long time. So there's going to be other people in a very similar situation to that. Uh, you know, obviously you've covered on a couple of points, but what would be kind of your three quick hacks of advice for those people? Well, my first one would be keep trying. So don't be afraid to prepare that meal that you might have to eat yourself. I think that's a really important point for me. Um, As I say, my daughter is that child. She's that child that only really wants to eat beige foods. If it's a cracker or pasta or whatever else, that's what she wants. That's it. She'll eat rice all day long and then she'll just look at, you know, the chicken or the fish or whatever else has gone with it. Um, So I would just keep trying because especially with her, I've seen it, you know, one day she'll eat a whole punnet of strawberries and the next day she doesn't like it which obviously she does like it, but she's just clearly not in the mood for it that day. So I would just say, keep going. Yeah. Um, Secondly, I would say, um, try and find out as much as you can about food and making that connection to food. As I say, for me, I like to cook with the children. So, you know, whether you're cooking, it could be pancakes on a Saturday morning from scratch or whatever it is you do, or, you know, um, you know, breakfast, or it could be, you know, a roast dinner, whatever it is. It's, I believe it's really important to in- involve your children because even if they say, oh, no, do you know what? I don't like that or don't want that, they're learning and they're developing and their familiarity with whatever it is that you're cooking, you know, is only going to stand them in great stead as they get older. And as I say, the familiar- familiarity with, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the roast, you know, roast vegetables, the parsnips or whatever it might be, is, you know, has an impact and it will pay or oh, I hope, but it, it will pay dividends um, in the long term. Um, and again, you know, I'm not just saying this. Um, I, I stand by 
the organics campaign, good for Panic, good for me, um, because what they've put together effectively is a, it's like a challenge effectively. Um, and, you know, some, lots of children do flourish with with challenge when they see their peers and they see other children doing really, really well, or, you know, in whatever, whatever field, whether it's, you know, running outside playing a game or whatever it might be. And certainly with food, as I mentioned about my son, um, they they change, you know, and they do look to other, you know, their peers and think, oh, they're trying that. I'll try it as well. Yeah. Um, and effectively, you know, it's a challenge that all kids can take on. I'm definitely I'm going to be doing it with my daughter um, where effectively they, they'll go through the, the rainbow. So you start with red and yellow and go through the rainbow, obviously yeah. finishing on purple. Um, and it's an attempt to identify, like we say, with those types of foods, try the different foods in the different colors. And by the end of it, hopefully be adding at least one fruit or veg to their diet overall. And that's all it takes. You know, it's literally just add one as you go. And one is better than none, you know, and if you can get up to four or five or more, then obviously that's a win-win. Yeah. I mean, that competitive edge, I can, I can picture dinner time now setting the siblings <laughs> against each other. Who's going to win? <laughs> well, that, that works with my son. Absolutely. Okay. If I say to him, if, uh, you know, we'll see who's finished, finished first. You know, he's always just like, oh, daddy, you finished last. Or I, you know I mean, you didn't finish before mommy. And I'm like, yeah, but I, cause that's cause I made the food. <laughs> I didn't sit down till after everybody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't mind it cold. Everyone else needed it warm. <laughs> oh, good stuff. No, that's really helpful. Like I think, um, I think having practical tips for, you know, those guys listening or you guys listening, I should say is, is so important. Like that's really valuable. And yeah. So if people want to find out more on the campaign, like where's the best place for them to to go well if they head to the organics um website uh, that's the great place for them to to have a look of course from my um on my instagram and so on as well there's been lots of uh, I've, I've you know done lots of posts and stuff giving people in, information um, and also it's a partnership with the national day nursery nurseries association national day nurseries association there we go got it out um and uh Ultimately, obviously, initially it's for parents, but it's also for parents through carers and obviously uh, in partnership with the nurseries as well. So, you know, what, as, as I mentioned, you know, while children are at school or in, in nurseries or in primary care with, with somebody else, actually a lot of work can be can be done and is being done um, in those environments, which, you know, is just as impactful on, on, you know, on their attitude to food. So, you know, as I say, um, if you check out the National Day Nurseries Association website as well, there'll be lots of information on there about the campaign. Yeah, good stuff. We'll drop a couple of links um, into the description as well, so you can just click on yeah. those and go and find out more. Because it sounds good. Anything to get get our kids eating better and eating more, more healthy stuff. Uh, yeah. Then we're all, we're completely behind it. So um, that's awesome. Well, listen, thanks so much for joining us on Don't Tell Your Mum. Like that's been great. It's really useful for me personally, um, yeah. let alone anyone else. So uh, yeah, thanks so much for your time, mate. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. So that's JB Gill of JLS and the Farm on Channel 5 fame talking about um, uh, fussy eaters and good eaters because he had he had both. One of his kids ate fantastically. One of his kids pretty much like probably Noah, um, my, my six-year-old, who's, whose diet mainly consists of beige carbs. That's all he likes. That's his food group, beige carbs. He, he, will, he has started to drink juice, which is quite interesting. Um, he never, he never really used to like anything with any sort of color. He eats broccoli and that's about it. 
Oh, I love broccoli, he which won't. is interesting. Not that this might be a spoiler or not, but I'm a massive broccoli fan. Uh, but, you know, next we're going to be talking about the five worst foods for our kids, according to dads. Mm. The broccoli does crop up. No. Right, let's get into it then. This is, our, this is today's top five. So you've put this into the dad's net, and yeah. you've asked about the five worst foods uh, for your kids, according to dads. Not for your kids, but eaten yeah. by kids. This is what they don't like. Yeah, it's basically like... Basically, okay, the question was, let's clarify this. The question was, what's your kid's worst food to yeah. eat? Yeah. Okay, so according to dads, we're asking dads what, the, what kids don't like to eat, okay? That's, that's, that's the question. All right, so before we get on to the official five, <clears throat> let's talk about um, our kids. So broccoli, they both eat, so we're very, very good with that. Luna, she loves um, cucumber, she loves tomato, she loves raw carrot, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, both of them like hummus, really. And from a tech, I know it's a beige, it's technically a beige carb, so it falls into Noah's bracket. But they, they like that sort of stuff. But the but the, the normal stuff, like Noah won't, he, he won't eat cucumber. He won't eat tomatoes. He will not eat carrots unless they've been glazed in honey and roasted. <laughs> but this is what kids yeah, are like. They're, they're, <laughs> their rules are quite, yeah. they're, they're kind of weird. But then I suppose, yeah, I, if you didn't like a carrot, but it was glazed in honey and roasted to within an inch of its life, it's, it's pretty yeah. much black when it comes out, then yeah, it might be a bit tastier. How, how much, when they get to this age, like six, seven, how much of what they don't eat is just like a learned behaviour, though? Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah, like, I, I think you're Ted's right. Ted's like, all I don't eat sausages. I'm like, no, yeah, that's fine. Like, when you were three and you, you, you know, yeah, you might not have had sausages. Now you're seven. Why don't you just try one again, man? Yeah, give it a and go. Actually, and then he did. And, he, and he, now he will eat a sausage. So there's an ambulance going by. I hope they're okay. It could be a police car. I hope they get them. Or a fire engine. I hope they're okay. <laughs> Probably a cat up a tree. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, I hope the um, cat's okay. Yeah, that, that, like, how much of it is low Because Because we're in a stage now where Ted's now looking at what we're eating a bit more and kind of going, oh, I could try that. It's much more, you know, he says, oh, I don't eat potato. But actually now he's starting to eat potatoes because he's trying them again. So I think it's always worth revisiting. But the other day I was eating a... Um, like a Chinese stir-fry, chicken Chinese stir-fry, which I never thought Ted would have ate. Sat next to him, he's looking at, looking at me, looking at the food. He's like, can I try some? And I'm thinking, yeah, you can try some, because you probably have a tiny little bite, and then like, be oh, it. I don't like yeah. it. So I give him a bit, he goes, oh, that's nice. Damn it. <laughs> then, he, then he eats, the, you're like Joey and <sighs> friends, Al doesn't share yeah. food. Yeah, even with my own kid. <laughs> Yeah, so he's like, "Oh, get your plate." So oh, it's like half of it. Okay, there you go, mate. But but Make isn't that all. good though? Isn't that's no. what that, that no, it is. That makes me think. Yes, so you are willing to try other stuff, and you've loved it because you've tried it. That's what I like. Do you remember like when when our kids were young and you you talk to people about you know food habits and stuff, and they always used to say that you have to put something on their plate it's repetition isn't it you have to put it on is it more than 10 times i think it's around 10 12 yeah. times before they might start to accept it and yeah. that's kind of crazy yeah. and i imagine it's a similar thing with what we're talking about now that we have to start refreshing them and going yes look we know you didn't like sausages you know you, yeah. you wouldn't eat this but why don't you give it a go and hopefully yeah. now they're willing to you know compromise yeah. a bit and i'll tell you what jb said that really resonated with me and i you know obviously i said it there just earlier but it's, I think it's worth mentioning again. 
when you're trying new foods, don't try them at dinner time or meal times mm. because then there's too much pressure. It's like if they don't eat that, what are they going to eat? Kind of thing. Give them the, the beige carbs at dinner time, but then maybe you know at snack time when they get in from school, that's where you could have the cucumber out and another food that they don't usually eat and when they say I'm hungry after getting in from school you say oh here's a snack why don't you try that mm. there's no pressure if not it's fine there's no pressure dinner time is too much pressure I think yeah. that's a really valuable point no I think it's a good point yeah really and it, and it does it does actually work if you do that little yeah. sort of like you know the pick and mix where if you have one of those fancy bowls what are they called where you get the, get the dips out and you what do you call that fancy bowl what is it uh, smorgasbord yeah, what or whatever it is Sounds like the uh, the harvester's salad bar. I love it. Oh, the all-you-can-eat salad <laughs> oh, pizza. bar. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they're the same ones. They're the same things. And yeah. what's the best thing about those all-you-can-eat salad bars? What is the best bit? The the, the vegan bacon It's bar. the bacon bar. That's exactly So we buy those now. We buy those from <laughs> Tesco. Yeah. 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 And they're vegan. And the crispy Weirdly, onions. They're vegan. Yeah. Yeah. We, have, yeah. we love those. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, right. So this leads us on to uh, the official top five foods Hated by kids, according to dads. Yeah, okay, right. We're going to start with number five. Number five. And it is no secret that it was broccoli. Broccoli cropped So up. broccoli at number five. Both my kids yeah. like broccoli. Thank the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Jen did this thing the other day where she she parboiled the broccoli. Yep. And then she fried it That's with what we do. garlic and chilli and salt. And I could have ate the whole thing. Agave. Use the agave as well. That's what oh, Charlie does. So she'll yeah, she'll do like you sweetness. see, yeah, the garlic salt, all that sort of stuff. We've got this five salt as well, which is nice, and then put a bit of garvey on there. And Noah like the here's the problem though. Noah likes his crunchy. Luna doesn't like it crunchy, so she has to literally do two separate ones. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that was number five. Number four was anything they've randomly decided they don't like today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wide category. <laughs> yeah, which is true. I don't like these today. Well, you ate them yesterday. Yeah. You ate them yesterday. Yeah, but I just want to be an absolute... Yeah, yeah. So that was number four. Number five, which I thought was interesting, and actually there's an argument here about how you say it, beetroot. Beetroot. No, beetroot. Beetroot. Or beetroot. Beetroot. <laughs> I can keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> my granddad used to love beetroot he loved it yeah and, it's an um, old it's an old piece of, like beetroot and um spam uh, not spam yeah yeah corn beef, corn beef. oh my god Be- corn, beetroot beef. And corn beef I, I would prefer to eat the contents of my dog's bowl rather than corn beef we used to go on it's camp. pretty much the same we, yeah we used to go on camp um camp trips and we'd have corn beef hash it was the most revolting thing I've ever witnessed, tasted in my entire life. Genuinely, if there was some chappy in a dog bowl next to me, I would have eaten that instead. It looks, it looks yeah. better. It looks juicy. I mean, oh my God, no. It was so weird. Like, what, how, what is corned beef as well? Like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, just, I have, I have like very vivid memories of my my grandma serving up beetroot and uh, corned beef for like these cold salad lunches out of the pantry. Oh, but, but Charlie loves pickled beetroot. Amazing. Although yeah. beetroot, I don't mind beetroot. To be fair, well, you get beetroot on any cl- any, any item of clothing, mm. any sort of furniture. Yeah. That's it. You screwed. Be- beetroot yeah. does not. I mean, it's it's like it's nuclear. Mm. Yes, yeah, it is. Which is weird. I wonder where that comes from. Who knows? Anyway. Okay, so what was that? That was uh, um, three. So that was number f- three. 
Yeah, number two was similar to number four, whatever we've spent effort on making. <laughs> you know, you can't do that. Can't you? Like, oh, let's try something new. Let's follow our recipe. Let's get the Jamie Oliver cookbook out. Let's buy all the recipe stuff, all the ingredients. You do it, and then they take one look at it, probably don't even try it, don't like it. What are you doing? Pesto pasta. <laughs> kids, are, kids are the reason that I, would, I was never going to become, well, no, I would never become a chef anyway. I'm not good enough. But kids are the reason why people, I bet, don't become chefs. Because mm. you, you, you take this time, yeah, I'm going to cook healthy from scratch. Everything that's going into my child's body, I'm going to know what it is. It's going to yeah. be the healthiest it could possibly be. I've slaved over this for like three hours of the day. You put it in front of them, yeah. and within two seconds, they've pushed it away. Nah, yeah, I'm not I being a see chef. That. When, we've, when we've been out for dinner, um, Ted likes most of his food well done. Like, not, not black, of course, but like pretty, pretty close, like pretty crispy. Sounds like my dad. Right. Yeah, well, he gets it from me, not going to lie. But the, the, irony is, restaurant. the irony is my dad's got no teeth, so I don't know why he has stuff well done, because he can't eat it. <laughs> he just needs a straw. Yeah. Um, but the we've been in restaurants, they talk about the chef, where we've said to them, like take Pizza Express, for example, we, we, you know, we can get them, we go there quite a lot because we get it on um, Tesco vouchers. So yeah. it's really on Tesco points, which is really good, by the way. Yeah, yeah, if you're brilliant. not doing that, you should really do it, because isn't it, it's something like for every £2.50 of... Tesco vouchers, you get ten pounds to spend in Pizza Pizza Express Incredible. or others. Oh, is really that, is that Club Card then? Yeah, I've got Club really Card. Good. I've never seen that. It's really good. So quite often, it does include drinks, but we're we're, the, we're a tap water type family. One beer and a tap water jug. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's Thanks, cheers. Yeah. yeah. So we've been out for Pizza Express, um, and you know, for a family of four, sometimes a family of five, we can eat in there for a tenner, like just on a few drinks. It's amazing. Sorry, yeah, it's I'm, really good. I'd really recommend it. I'm currently anyway, signing there. into uh, my Tesco thing. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to wait, mate? Do you want to just like give it 10 minutes? Oh, no, no, you've wrapped this up. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, you crack on, mate. I can, I can take it from here if you want. <laughs> no, you go on, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, so Ted's like said, oh, I'd like a pepperoni pizza, please. And then he's looked at it and said, but nearly burned. And you can just kind of see the waiter and the chef kind of looking at him going, like we didn't we didn't get into this to burn our food, <laughs> like 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 we you know we, it's and, and then sometimes it will come out and it'd be beautiful like really really lovely well made pizza and then we'd be like can you crisp it up a bit <laughs> <laughs> and like you could just see them kind of like biting their tongue like oh god um, anyway yeah anything that you spend any kind of effort on uh, is is likely to get um, yeah turned down okay okay and number one what do you think number one would be. Well, the number one food that they don't like. Yeah. Um, is it green? Yep. Is it salad? No. Is it peas? Nope. Is it cucumber? Nope. Is it cabbage? Give you... Nope. Oh, but you're very close with cabbage. Think little baby mini cabbages. Oh, sprouts. Yeah, I sprouts. Love, I love sprouts. Hit the big number one. No, I think. I think Noah. I think actually. I think Noah does eat sprouts. I can't oh. remember, but back to Christmas Day, I love sprouts again. Oh, put I the, do. Put the, the salt, the garlic salt, the pepper on the agave. What, pretty much what you do. Well, I'm, I'm not a bacon fan, but you could put those bacon bits in onions as well. Bit of onion in there. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I, I, I didn't used to like sprouts, but now I can't get enough of them. They're so good for you. 
Really good. They make you stink, but they're so good yeah. for you. <laughs> they do. Um, so, yeah, there you go. That was it. Sprouts. Uh, the other things that made the list, um, anything leafy was thrown out. Uh, chicken was on the list. Wow. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, no, it's interesting. In- interesting little poll we've got going there. Um, if you want to be part of the polls, you're listening, you think, oh, I want to get in on this action. This, this, I want to get <laughs> in on this action. Riveting action. <laughs> uh, you can do it over at Dadsnet, uh, the Dadsnet Dads community group over on Facebook. Just search for Dadsnet uh, and it will pop up as one of the groups you can join. Um, get stuck in because uh, the more the merrier and there's loads of other stuff going on in the group. So make sure you head over to Facebook and search for Dadsnet. <sighs> no tech either. No, no tech. Um, so there is tech to come. I'm still kind of, I'm in that sort of, that point where I'm waiting for tech to arrive so I can review it. So still, still to come, um, we're going to talk about sofa beds. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Um, especially with summer coming up and people staying over at people's houses yeah. as restrictions are lifted. I, um, well, I was really inspired by talking about uh, power tools. Yeah. Yeah. Which we did week. last week. Yeah. Works. Yeah. W-O-R-X. Yeah. They're, they're and- the brand, which are brilliant. I need to get a jigsaw, basically, because Ted now his his requests of what he would like me to make, make him are getting more flamboyant, and oh, I'm going to no. need a jigsaw. Yeah, yeah. Have a chat with him. Have a chat. So with him. we've got that. Um, but but yeah, and, and I also um, I, uh, I well I know we've talked a lot about them, but w- I, I want to talk about smart watches. Okay. Because I'm on this fitness thing, and yeah. I, and I and I just feel like. Basically, I don't take my. I want one that I can take running, that I can listen to music off of. I want one that I can uh, count my steps and also kind of calories and uh, whatever else. But I also don't want. I'm um, also a bit of a GPS tracker would be quite nice to track a run. Anyway, so it'd be good to talk about those at some point. I can answer that for you now, but would you like to talk about that in depth? Yes, save it, Save it. And what else we've got to come? <laughs> um, audio recorders. If you, if you are thinking about doing your own podcast, um, because I know podcasting now is very, very popular, and, um, you know, everyone, everyone could do a podcast, you know, but what about the equipment to do a podcast? So we're going to feature that from a company called Zoom, who, are, who make great audio recorders. And what else have we got coming up? I think I think that's it for now. I think that's it for that now. That's it. All that to come in the next few weeks here on the Don't Tell Anyone podcast. Have a good week. Thanks, mate. You too. Not you. Are you talking to me or them? Get lost. <laughs> <laughs>